You're listening to the He Shoots, He Draws podcast, the show about photography, design, creativity, and more, with your hosts, Dave Clayton and Alan Hess. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the first episode of He Shoots, He Draws for 2023. It has been forever since Alan and myself have been able to sit down and have a proper chat and do an episode. In fact, we were just saying off air that we... Even though I went to San Diego in October, November, we didn't get a chance to record anything because there were other things going on. Um, but yeah, this is our this is our first episode back, so we're going to be talking about something that happened three months ago. But um, right. good to have you back, mate. It's good to, yeah, good to be back yeah. podcasting. I mean, we should mention we've we've actually spoken since then. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> record it. Yeah, it's probably good for everyone involved. Yeah, we leave, um, we never speak, and then we just leave like the mystery there. So when we when we come back, we've got loads to talk about. But no, we've been we've been in touch, we've been talking. There's been a lot lots you know lots of things going on between then and now. But um, yeah, we know last year there were a lot fewer episodes than we've probably done in a long time. But as we've mentioned previously, we've you know both of our work has picked up, and you know this is a labour of love. We're not sponsored. We don't have any. Um, we don't have any money coming in despite all the emails I get from people saying hi insert name here um, we love your <laughs> insert podcast name here and uh, we'd love to offer our services to do all the editing and everything and every time I, I respond to them and I go back and say look really appreciate you know appreciate what you're doing but he shoots he draws is a labor of love we do it all ourselves record it do all the marketing graphics edit the lot um, we, we just do it because we want to do it. Now, if obviously somebody wants to sponsor us, I would not say no. But the beauty of, of us doing it the way we do it means we can just drop an episode when we want. Um, and because of our work schedule and distance and eight hours apart, um, you know, we can't record as often as some people do. Yeah. And because it's two, we, you know, we mostly want the pair of us or and or a guest. But occasionally... It's me and a guest, Alan and a guest, and yeah. uh, and when it's there's, an, there's there's one other advantage to not actually being sponsored. This thing that I've been thinking about recently because we don't have to be beholden to anyone about a product we like or don't like. Yeah, it was always one of the things where someone wanted to send me something, and then I felt obligated to actually like it or not say anything bad about it, and I'd rather. Um, I'm old, I'm crotchety, I have opinions, so I'd, I'd much rather buy something now and be like, yeah, this works really well, this doesn't work really well, I really like this, I really don't like this, as opposed to, you know, here's some free things, say nice things about it. Yeah, so, no, um, I, I agree with that as I sit here drinking my cup of hot Yorkshire tea, that's Yorkshire <laughs> tea for... <laughs> No, I mean, there's products. Uh, it's funny because I had this conversation the other day with someone who was asking about the podcast and about sponsorship and stuff. And I kind of said the same thing that, look, there's products we both use. Like we've said previously, um, you love Photo Mechanic. It's a tool yeah. that you use all the time. Um, we're not sponsored by them. It's just a product that we love. Uh, I know quite a few people used to have a sponsorship with an online, um, like, uh you know where you put all your accounts in to do it's like online account system uh, i use quickbooks love quickbooks not sponsored by quickbooks but if we come across a product that we love like and and use then we'll just say hey here's here's a product we recommend because it's something that helps us out right. so you know whether it's tablets computers software um i like you're right i like the fact that we can just say we like something f because we actually you know pay for the products and, and believe in it yeah so but you know if anyone wants to throw money at the podcast you're more than welcome because <laughs> it helps buy it helps buy new gear so um yeah i've just done well, my I, speaking of which i've just done my taxes because it's our, our our although our tax year runs april to april we have to pay the previous year so i've just done 2021 to 2022 oh. and i has to be paid by the end of this month but i have the most amazing wonderful accountant who's so helpful i've used her for three years now and she's like absolutely worth every penny um she, she does it all above board she explains to me you know what i should be putting through what i can't and everything and 
yeah she just makes the process very very simple for me so um get your taxes done people end of january well, come on uh, i am a, i'm a quickbooks uh user but i'm also a TurboTax. okay so we i am i'm a i've been using TurboTax for more than a decade to do my, oh oh wait let me rephrase that for more than a couple of decades now to do my own taxes <laughs> and uh, a couple of years ago we had a friend who had an account and they recommended and I did mine on uh, TurboTax and then I had them do it as well and it came out to be about a $3 difference in uh, wow in return. So I was like, I'm just going <laughs> to stick with, with what I know. But yeah, again, not sponsored. Yeah. Just uh, like but, the product. But speaking of which, this is, yeah, again, there's all these things I've been, because I've been listening to other podcasts and reading articles. And this is one of the things I spoke about on a podcast episode that's already been recorded that will be coming out, which will be the next episode after this, um, with a guy, a friend of ours called Radim, and we were talking about kind of mental health and running the business. And we were saying this uh, post-pandemic, like during the pandemic and post-pandemic, there's so much traffic encouraging people to have a side hustle, to get do these quick get get rich quick schemes like go and co- go onto etsy and copy this and you'll make this much money and i'm going to show you how to make ten thousand dollars a month doing this and and i'm going to show you how to do this and it's passive income and it's a side hustle and you're going to make this money this money this money and i think the danger is is if you're not used to running something that makes you money you're going to get kicked in the ass when it comes to tax time because it's not all profit it's <laughs> You know, no. there are expenses, there are, yeah. you know, th- th- this podcast, we pay a hosting fee. Um, we have software that we need to do the podcast. But if you're suddenly diving into this world of, I want to be on YouTube, get this, I want to go on TikTok, get that, and you've got this money coming in, like, you have to be a business person. You have to get advice now, because when you start making that on top of your salary, because what a lot of people don't realise is, if they're making, um, you know, tw- I don't know, $25,000 a year in a job, £25,000 in a job, and they're making another ten grand in passive income, you have to pay the tax on that extra 10000 right. It's not profit. It doesn't go into your pocket. You have to put at least like, 25% of that to one side. Get an accountant yeah. or, you know, go on, go online, do something like QuickBooks or, or others are available and they help you calculate it and tell you like what your liability is. So you put your money coming in and any expenses going out. But I hear so many horror stories of people who just think, oh, no, it's free money. It's free money coming in. And No, you're, it's a, you're, I've been working for myself. You know, I don't get a paycheck from anyone. I get, I get, a, like, I invoice and I get paid. And in, yeah. in, in American terms, I get 1099, which is the form they send you telling you how much money they sent you. Yeah. And, uh, no taxes ever taken out of it. So at the end of the year, I'm liable for all the taxes that are due. So I keep, uh, you know, very close pay, uh, attention on what I spend, what is a business expense, what is a personal expense, yeah. how much time I do, you know, do with things. Um, I've also been very lucky because some of the books that I've written in the past had a wide variety. Let me go and take a lot of pictures, of a lot of things that were really enjoyable. And then they were all used in for actual work. Um, you know, a lot of people go, oh, well, it looks like work. For me, it was actually for work. And that was a big um, difference when the pandemic hit because suddenly all that kind of dried up. And then I had to I had to be very, pay very close attention to what was going on. Um, but, you know, one of the things that I did in college, which was probably a lot smarter <laughs> looking back on it than I thought at the time, was uh, one year I spent summer up in in Oregon. I stayed in college and I took a bunch of summer classes and I took them in the business department. So, oh right, ha- yeah. So I, I I was like, oh, I need a couple of credits here and a couple of there, but I did a like business writing and I did uh, basic business um, financial things just so that I'd have an idea of, of what it actually can uh, save my ass a little bit uh, <laughs> later on in life because. Um, one giant tax bill from the government can ruin your whole day. Oh, god, yeah. Especially with, um, so I don't know if it's if it's different over there, but over here you kind of, well, for me, I've got two options. Because I've got a day job, I get a salary for that. Then I pay my tax and national insurance. And, that, and for those, for my American friends, national insurance is what 
goes towards us getting the NHS. So the NHS isn't free. We do contribute towards it, but that's all taken out before my my employer puts what's left for me in my bank account. Then when I do teaching, writing, uh, doing the events, anything anything I get paid for, I then put through as a sole trader. So I can be a sole trader or a limited company. Um, because it's only me and because it's not my main business and because it's a secondary source of income, then I, I run as a sole trader and then all the money that I earn goes into my account, into a business account, and then any expenses that I need to help me do the extra things like buying equipment, software, computers, travel costs, all of that. Um, I put my in column and my out column and I send that to my accountant and then she looks at what I already earn because if I go over the threshold here for £50,000 a year, my the amount of tax I pay increases from 50000 upwards. So I pay a certain amount of tax up to 50000 then I pay a little bit more for whatever's over the 50000 So. Right. So like my my day job isn't freelance. A lot of people don't know that I have a day job and I've had a day job pretty much ever since I left school. Um I've never run my own business. I've never been full on freelance. I've the only time I think the only two times in my life I've actually not been employed by a company was when both my daughters were born and I took 6 and 9 months right. off respectively with them. Um so I've always had a day job and always done this stuff on the side so it's always important when i moved i had to get a different accountant but i've always used an online system uh, i think fresh books was the other one i used to use no oh, yeah, i remember that one yeah and and that's that's the one that a lot of podcasters advertise um yeah. fresh but i i prefer quickbooks because i it's just a really simple system but i keep on top of it everything i spend comes in comes out is that and then my accountant sorts it out for me but so if you have got a day job and you are doing this kind of oh i saw on youtube someone showed me how to do this print on demand thing or you know go and go on amazon and copy someone's pdf for a yearly planner and put a new cover on it and sell it as my own and get pure profit great you know they, they, go for it create pr create designs for uh all these online greeting card companies anything whatever you do then if that's if that's like part of your business make sure that money coming in is accounted for and, and get financial help now if it's something like if you're selling uh stuff that you own on ebay uh it yeah, might be story. yeah it's a different story but check because even with ebay there is still a threshold as to uh don't quote me on this because I, I haven't looked into it. I just know about this. But I, I believe there is a threshold and even on eBay where when you hit a certain point, um, I don't know if it's money or transactions, but there is a fine line between are you buying and selling? Are you buying goods here and selling them there and making a profit? That's kind of running a business. So <laughs> if that's something... If, <laughs> that, would, that would be the definition of Amazon. Yeah um <laughs> okay. uh, yeah well on amazon it's the printed mm -hmm. stuff and on ebay it's you know you can have an ebay shop but i know people flip stuff they go to places buy it flip it um make a profit I, th I still think there's somewhere on ebay where there's like a rule where um it's it can be determined as a, as a business but if you're just selling your own crap around the house like i do um you know like some star trek figures there's... or notebooks it's, it's slightly different there's been a lot of changes here in the tax code in the last couple of years. So it's really important that people do it. I'm because I'm, this is really the very sexy side of running a business. You know, it's yeah. way more fun to sit here and do paperwork than it is to go out and photograph <laughs> stuff. Um, but I will say one thing, and probably the most important thing I ever did when I went freelance was to open up a separate bank account. That was my business bank account. So yeah. that it's, it's tracked expenditures and and going out and payments coming in going to the business account then at the end of the year it's not commingled with you know um shopping else it's, yeah. yeah it's it's you know i don't like, groceries don't come out of the business account unless it's a business dinner or yeah. a business meeting which happens i made um, the same mistake i was buying like i'd go on amazon and buy like a podcast microphone and a sweatshirt and the thing is is when yeah, the, yeah. when I've got to download that invoice and put it in my my account, 
I can't claim for the sweatshirt, but it's a bit of a pain to try putting both through. So now I've learned the lesson is if I'm going to buy two things off Amazon, it's, for, it's prime delivery anyway. So what I do is I order one thing and then I order the business thing on its own. And now what I've done is I've set up an Amazon business account because you That's... do get some preferential pricing and it does have the VAT, not that the VAT only matters as a limited company, but at least now... I have all my business purchases through Amazon, through my Amazon business account. And I'm sorry this this like podcast is like the most... <laughs> it, went a little, it went a little and, uh, sideways, but no, yeah, but it's important. Pay your taxes, <laughs> pay your nut. Um, but no, well, I think it's good advice. It's starting the year off as you mean to go on. Huh? There's, there's some really important things. So just little tips that you know, we can share. As I would say, if you if you know, you've got, if you're savvy enough to set up business accounts for things, like I know a lot of people use PayPal, so set up a PayPal business account and have your in and out for your PayPal business and keep it separate from your personal, which might be your eBay one where you're just buying and selling stuff. So, um, yeah, it's important so if, in the long run. It's very important in the long run. I mean, you run a business that's profitable, but you also want to be able to show where you spent money and where you took in money. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it also helps future planning and, and what you're going to do. I mean, I, I needed to expand some storage at, at the house and I realized that it would be better to do that in 2023 tax year yeah. than 2022. So I didn't do it in December of last year. I put it off until January of this year because it just made sense because I knew where I was being at the end of last year with what I'd already brought in and what I'd spent. And while it was much better than 2021 and 2020, it's still wasn't to the pre-covid levels of the work thing so it was easier for me to go well, i'd rather have that expenditure go through in um 2023 calendar year so, yeah um and, it's, and on that it, note I, I have a new synology extension unit in my <laughs> office that's buzzing behind me adding another 32 terabytes of data to my storage system so if you're hearing a little hum in the background this time <laughs> that's synology doing its work and um well that's the thing it's the the cost of even you know for the photographers listening um things like backing up synology systems um camera equipment i had to one of the things i had to do was look at my monthly subscriptions for my business you know for for what i do so i had sites where i'm paying for training um because i need to learn to be better to be able to earn more um, I had software subscriptions. I had resources that I'd bought, fonts and graphics and things that I'd I'd needed uh, for jobs. Um, hosting, so I had hosting for the podcast for my website. Running costs for Simplecast for where we host the website. Uh, events I'd been to, um, like when I updated my MacBook Pro, my iPhone, uh, even business apps for my iPhone. Uh, where are th- there are things that I might have to pay for to help run my business, uh, VPNs, things that when I'm traveling and I need right. security. You know, there's all these little things, even if you've got like a WordPress website if you, and you're paying for Jetpack and Azkimet or Azkimet, I don't know how it was pronounced, but the thing where it says how many chimneys can you see or how many yeah. traffic lights can you <laughs> see. <laughs> um, Backblaze I've got that backs up all my computers. So there's all these oh, yeah, things that, you know, but, that are running costs for me to be able to be a graphic designer. Uh, but they're all things I have in the background that I need and, you know, make sure I can, yeah. a lot, a lot of things now, cause they're subscription, which I know a lot of people don't like subscriptions, but the reason I like them is I can keep on top of my monthly budget. and know exactly what I'm spending on my business each month. And then that enables me to go, okay, the first, uh, the first hundred pounds every month, what I earn, pays for the software subscriptions, everything I need to be able to run a business. Then everything after that is is profit. So, and right. then from that profit, every month I've I've come in, I know twenty five percent of that is put aside. That's my tax wallop, and what's left is you know for me to for me to use as and when. But yeah, I keep a little, I just keep a little folder on my desktop with subfolders and every month when the email comes in and I get an invoice for whatever, I save it as a, you can just go, if, if you're on Mac and you've got mail, you can just go file, export as PDF. 
So if they haven't attached it, you can just export the email copy as a PDF, put it in the little folder, save it for a year. When you come to tax time, if you use something like QuickBooks, when you go to the transaction, you just literally click and drag that PDF onto the transaction and it saves it as a receipt. And then when your accountant looks at it, you've got all your transactions in there, nothing you've forgotten, right. all your receipts are there. So um, I know it's a very, very boring subject, but... It... <laughs> we'll get here, okay. So let's... let's uh, yeah, that's, an, that's enough of that. We've, we've told you how to run your business. Let's, let's just rewind. <laughs> so last year... Um, we went to Adobe Max. Uh, it was the yes. first in-person Adobe Max for a couple of years, uh, for two years. And it was a much smaller scale. Uh, it was previously, it's been anything from 12,000 to a million, depending on who you talk to. <laughs> right, or what day um, it is. Or... Yeah, uh, but it was capped at around six to 7,000 people this year. They wanted to, they ran it hybrid, uh, which I think was a good idea. I think it was one thing that, the, yeah. the pandemic helped event spaces that you can run hybrid and on, and online is useful because you reach a bigger audience worldwide but for us you know it's, it's a chance for me to go and see alan because it's on the west coast it's in la we get to hang out we we get to be a teaching assistant um or this year oh, I, you, I did. you uh you presented with russell brown this year yeah, which yeah. was uh... <laughs> my, my first teaching in person at max i've done the two years online um but yeah this is this is my first yeah. stood up in front of people teaching at max doing illustrator for russell preston brown's pre-con which was a huge honor um and it was great fun it was nice to be there and i think we both sort of said the thing we noticed the most about the capped audience is we saw more of the same people Yes. over the course of the three days when it's seventeen thousand people you can actually not see someone you know who's there for the whole week whereas because it was less people and they were getting around i saw a lot of people i wanted to see three four five six times got to hang out with them in the evenings saw them at the bash it was it was a lot more relaxed but it had the energy of a twelve thousand audience i think it was still uh, there was still a lot of traffic there i don't know what what you well, found we, we had it. so we had yeah we had very different experiences because um you i was were, working you were working <laughs> i was <laughs> i was not uh so not only did they present um in russell brown's and, and uh i didn't see you present because that was the day that i was actually taing a different pre-con with mark heaps um but after that was all done and Max actually officially kicked off and the pre-cons were over, you spent quite a bit of time on the at the um, uh, Aaron Draplin DDC booth yeah. on the uh, on the expo floor or whatever they call it there. I think and, the uh, first day we did, we started I'm trying to think. It was something like we started. It was like a twelve-hour day. Yeah, you went to the. I know you went to the 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 keynote, and you came back from that, and were basically you you got slammed in that booth, and I think we dragged you out of there at nine o'clock at night. You you guys just looked like you'd been run over. Um, yeah, it was kind of interesting for me because I kept walking by like every every couple of hours. I'd go check to see if Dave needed water because they they had a line at that at that booth the first day. That was um, I'm like this can't last, and of course it did for the next two days. It was. That was incredible. I mean, the good mm. the good thing was was a thank you for coming by and throwing peanuts and <laughs> and <laughs> snacks and drink at me because the first the first day I worked on the, the booth there was food in the evening but we stayed open for when they did the exhibitor thing right. and all I ate that day was two like um, grain bar granola bars and, and yeah, drank were... water and had one coffee. Because in the evening, I'd I, I'd got pushed through that I completely had no appetite, so it wasn't even like I was ravenous at the end of the day and wanted a meal. I was yeah. just like been on my feet, and uh, I mean it was great fun. Don't get me wrong. I mean working on Aaron's booth, like you said, the queue is constant. Pe you know the fact that people are queuing for that long to buy merchandise, to buy posters and stickers and and buttons is a testament to that. You know what what Aaron's built 
for for his career. Um, yeah. yeah, till in the end on day three, we were like selling the sample posters off the wall <laughs> that had damage, and you know, I mean, I was put on my proper salesman. I was selling everything, <laughs> the bulldog clips. <laughs> Um, everything everything must go the less yeah. the less the more you sell the less you have to pack up and and put back in the truck or the van but it was good because yeah. i got to see and meet a lot of people from being on that booth where probably more so than had i been walking around because i obviously hear the english accent if it's anyone from england and then while people are in the queue like aaron's doing his Aaron's being Aaron at the end of the at the very end of the right. queue when people have paid doing the signing and the photographs and selfies. Lee, his partner, who's an amazing woman, um, she's taking all the payment and you know t- taking some of the orders, and I'm yeah. just like basically processing sales and upselling and you know <laughs> getting everything. But while people are waiting, I got to have conversations with them like, where do you work? What do you do? What's your speciality? and made some really good contacts i mean there were there are a few people from the uk but spoke to lots of young designers older designers um it was funny because there was a young girl for the keynote i wish i could remember her name because i want to give her a shout out um there was a young girl and we well me and da, a really cool artist called dan mumford who's uh, a really good friend and dan's work is always seems to be included in the keynote video for adobe max so me and Dan went and sat together in the uh, keynote and this young girl came and sat down. And she, I think she was only like 20, 21. She'd just left college. She'd just got her first job and we just got chatting while we were waiting. And I introduced her to Dan and like, oh, this is my friend Dan. He's from England as well. And we, we tend to only meet at Adobe Max. What do you do? And she said, oh, I've just started this new job and I'm just learning. I've got to learn InDesign and... I don't really know where to start with it. And I said, well, <laughs> well, <laughs> allow me to introduce myself. Uh, I'm the author of a book called How Do I Do That in InDesign? So I told her to come by Draplin's booth and I'd, I'd taken some books out with me. Um, and it was nice to see it on sale in the Max bookstore as well. Yeah. Um, and I signed a copy and she came over and I gave it to her and I brought three more copies. And as I was chatting to people, it was if they were learning InDesign, I gave them a book. But it was funny because we sat there, the video comes on, it's all like the Adobe, woo, 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 you know, all the cool stuff coming up. And then Dan Mumford just appears on screen and she just looks <laughs> over and is like, Is that you? <laughs> and Dan, Dan, being Dan just kind of goes, Yeah. <laughs> But it's those little moments that you, I love yeah. about Max is you just meet these cool people and you get chatting and you find out what they do. And every once in a while, you kind of strike gold because you both have something in common or you're from the same place or you have mutual friends. And that was the cool thing about being on, on Aaron's booth was the, the the amount of traffic I got through just conversing and and making yeah, acquaintances you didn't, you didn't move so everyone came and, and saw you yeah so i on the other hand were was pushed way out of my comfort because usually at these things i'll just hang out behind dave <laughs> it's like no big deal but um i actually sat down and spoke to a lot of people during meals because they had it they had it really nicely set up outside at tables and um, i met a lot of interesting people and the really cool part was it was a lot of the first or second time they'd ever been to max oh wow um, yeah. yeah which was it was like I, I i was expecting to you know oh no i've been here 800 times and i you know i've been here since the beginning you know and most of the people were like this is my first or second max um i've done it on uh i did it online once and now i came in person i couldn't wait to do it actually in person i wanted to tell people i'd seen online i've been going to all these classes and so that was really it, it's it's um energizing it reminded me a little of uh a conversation i had with um Teresa jackson many years ago before she ever went to the first photoshop world she went mm. to and we were she goes you know why should i go and i said because it's inspiring it's just you know it's not about like the knowledge it's more about like seeing other people be creative and that's kind of the same feeling i had so and it's always fun to come home from Max and and like be motivated to sit there and play with the new toys and to <laughs> do the new stuff. Or um, in my case, to uh, really just tell my wife everything that Lisa Carney did about <laughs> movie posters. And, <laughs> and, you know, is ending with, you should have been there, you know, kind of thing. Um, 
by the way, that was still one of my favorite uh, presentations I got to see. I got to listen to Lisa talk about concert post, uh, not concert, uh, posters, yeah, and Russell Brown's thing and the colors and behind it and the psychological. I know it was just mind blowing because oh, it's just the science know. behind it. Like she's so switched on and points out things you don't ever realize and you know i'm lucky enough to know a couple of movie poster designers one we've had paul shipper we've had on the podcast um but the way she comes at it and teaches you things like why this works over that why this should be here and not that the way the the words and names and texts and styles it was just you just sat there with like your mouth open because it was just solid gold knowledge all the way through uh also lisa knoll who's john and thomas knoll's daughter uh yeah. was it john not john and thomas knoll's daughter because they're brothers yeah. <laughs> uh, it was one of i think it was john's daughter um lisa is also in the movie business so she did a really good presentation and i wish i could find the video that she played at the start but it was um a kind of a spoof of what every single movie trailer is like so Lisa covered oh, the movie I've poster, the, and then I've yeah, Lisa that Lisa Noel then covered the editing side of the trailers of right. of what supports the poster and how they have to go hand in hand, and that was really fascinating because I I love I'm a, like a fan of films and a fan of movie making and just seeing the things that go into just making a short two or three minute video was so clever. Yeah, I, it, again, I mean, that was a, a Max was was a blast, and and the weird part is probably the highlight might have been dinner the first night. Yes. <laughs> you yeah. know, just finally getting the back with. I mean, there was a there was a group of oh man, I can't even think of how many people were there. Lisa was there, Aaron Nance was there, yeah, Christy Sharks was there, Christy Shark was there, um, Jesus uh, came, Jesus came, uh, um, Dennis was Dennis there. Yeah, Dennis uh, uh, was there for a little while. Um, uh, Deke, Deke McClellan. Deke Cross was there with his wife for a little yeah. while. Um, I mean, it was it was a really fun, like, sitting down and just like, oh, my God, all these people I haven't seen in person for for yeah. so long. And uh, the onion uh, rings. The highlight. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well. But no, it was like, was... <laughs> that was the thing. You have those little impromptu dinner gatherings and sit down yeah. and, and catch up with people and for me, I mean, you know, for both of us, we only see them at events. Um, right. Most of them are on your side of the of the pond. But for me, like, that's one of the big things about coming to these is, you know, apart from being in Russell's class and being a TA for one, um, one InDesign class, um, I didn't go to any classes. For me, the whole thing of being at Max is was the fact that I got a totally different experience this year in the, I did the Aaron thing. Um, I'll be honest with you, I'll do it again. If I was, if I was back next year, date to be confirmed, but I'm, I would imagine October, November, I would imagine LA again. Um, Definitely like this, the start of the year now, start putting some of that money aside. And honestly, it's the best investment. I know it's it's not the cheapest ticket for, for an event. And I know it's LA and you've got to get somewhere to stay. But if you can go with a friend, share accommodation, um, get yourself a ticket, get to, go to an event like Max and just immerse yourself. Go to as many sessions as you can. Go to all the events, sit down, meet people, oh, yeah. go and speak to oh, all we... the vendors. <laughs> you know, we, you, you, it goes quick, but like you said, you come away so invigorated. And even if one tiny germ of an idea gets you off your ass to do something different, it's it's worth it because you know most of the time it's either to be creative that'll end up making you money. Or just to make you a better person, you might get a new job somewhere because you've got a new skill. But I, I come away buzzing, absolutely buzzing. Yeah, I, I, I did too. Um, and I had a lot of other stuff going on during that month as well. Yeah. So, um, but it was a good, it was a really good uh, event. I was, I mean, I hope they keep the hybrid thing going because I know there's people who just can't afford to go. <laughs> and if it's not quite the same thing as sitting in your <laughs> sitting and watching a video on your screen in your empty office, you know, yeah. out there. But it's um, there's a there's so much information. I mean, there's uh, even using Lightroom every day. 
or most days, um, you know, some stuff still pops up. And is, I, I sat in a class that uh, Brian O'Neill Hughes was teaching at the time. And like there was one little, you know, one little tweak. And I was like, I've never used that slider for that. And just never <laughs> thought. And I'm suddenly like making a little note goes in my phone. Um, same thing with Ben Wilmore, you know, <laughs> Ben's a, a, a advanced <laughs> class. Um, yeah. But I sat in one of those you know again on lightroom and there was a thing on color that was just like i had never thought of it in the way that he was talking about color correcting and um it just it changed like like one little tweak i'm like i can just save myself like seven seconds per image by setting this up doesn't sound like a lot but it's uh, a lot I, just worked, <laughs> I just worked out the other day that i've for the sports arena here i've now reached the three quarter of a million image mark wow. in 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 my uh and yeah so 760 something thousand images for you know one client over the last 12 years so there's yeah so you're saving a couple of seconds per it actually adds up to, to a good chunk of time um, absolutely well speaking of num speaking of numbers so that we don't forget this so this episode is Crikey, I can't even remember what number we're on now. I need to just check on the app. Uh, so let's go into uh, He Shoots, He Draws. Uh, let's come down here. So we're on... So this episode is going to be a, episode 177 since we started yes. way back in 2018, February 2018. So we're coming up to our four-year anniversary. Um wow. Which coincides, this is like, it's one of those bittersweet moments because the first episode dropped the week my dad died. Right. And it was just like that weird timing that the anniversary of the podcast also ties in with the anniversary of reminding me, you know, we lost my dad. But it's also lovely as well because I went back and listened to it and I did a little dedication for him in that episode. But it's nice that it's kind of connected to dad because my dad was an entertainer um and i think he would have thrived with podcasts if he had been 33 and not 83 um, right because he absolutely loved it but yeah we, we this episode um if people actually listen to it after they've got past the, the tax information <laughs> at the start um we will roll over 300,000 downloads in 4 years which is if you want to do you want to do the maths on it you no, know, I can't we're not, do math. that's no, why i'm a photographer i don't do we're not up there with uh 300 000 divided by what did i say 177 i mean that even over four years with the pandemic and a drop in listeners and a million more podcasts from famous people interviewing other famous people um that's still just short of 1700 downloads per episode on average which for us is that's great it's incredible i mean it's, it's, we i've said it you know less than 177 times but <laughs> we really do appreciate the fact that people listen and tune in and, and give us some of your time when when there are such good podcasts out there is a good selection now um the fact that you come back and listen and people still connect with us on social media and like kirsty um I want to pronounce her name right. I think it's Kirsty Hep. Is it Kirsty Hepwood? Hang on. Because I'm rubbish at remembering names, but I'm good with faces. Uh, Kirsty. Oh, I should have done this beforehand. I'm in the wrong <laughs> account. That's why. But I want to give her a shout out because she's always, always promoting the podcast. She always comments, joins in. So I'm going to give her a proper shout out. So I'm going to get her name right and then get you to follow her. Kirsty, Kirsty Hepworth. That's it. Oh, so yeah. At yeah. Kirsty Hepworth number four. At Kirsty Hepworth four. Um, Kirsty, thank you because you're always so kind and you always share. And if anyone ever asks what your favorite podcast is, you always include us. Um, and it's really appreciated. And I know there's lots of people out there that do listen. And when I try and, I will try and write names down 
Um, but yeah, it's things like that. Just that one message every once in a while that, um, and Dicky Pelham as well. He's always, he always comments and listens. And I know that I've got lots of friends who, even the guy I work with at where I, my day job is Stuart. He, uh, I know he listens to the podcast. It really means a lot that someone not only listens to it, but comments. And I've said, you know, you, you get on getting on average anywhere between, I don't know, 800 to 1600 yeah. downloads just that one message is like worth a thousand people so yeah listening worldwide wherever you are (laughs) um if you do get the chance and you're on twitter or instagram or anywhere if you could do us a favor if you got this far can you just tag it like can you just um do at he shoot he shoots he draws and just tell us where in the world you are just if just one word just put your location because we kind of assume only our friends listen, <laughs> so therefore we know who they are. But we forget that even now there could be someone listening to the podcast for the first time ever, thinking, what are these two idiots talking about? All they've done is admin and talk about what a great time they have elsewhere. Um, but yeah, if, you, if you're listening to, if you've only listened to a couple, you know, go back. We've got a ton of really cool episodes, loads better than this one. <laughs> But, well, um, I mean, yeah, usually when the, when there's guests, and I mean, we'll have we'll have guests coming up soon. <laughs> yeah, we do have uh, good guests, and I, and we're trying to uh, we we have said on previous episodes, but what we're trying to do this year is we've got a great back catalogue of guests that quite often, if we reference someone, they've been a guest, and we've had we have people yeah. like Austin Cleon, Chase Jarvis, Scott Kelby, uh, Joe McNally, just a ton of great people in the industry that we've been fortunate enough to meet that we've been lucky enough to have as guests but this year we kind of wanted to go into talking about a subject so some of the guests we'll have on we won't be talking about their life story we'll be talking about mobile photography or drone photography or portrait or running an event um, even running your own business creative business I've got someone coming up soon um, that she's in Wales in England and I started following her on TikTok and I love the way she runs her print business, but it's the content she creates to, to get you interested in her business. And she shows like warts and all the cock ups, the successes. Um, and it's people like that I want to talk to because it's not just about people at the top of their game. It's people are just working hard and being creative and providing a service and hopefully spread a bit of information, a bit of help. Um, yeah, we've well, I mean, there's only there's only a couple of reasons to do this. You know, one has always been inspiration, which is when you're talking. Yeah. To one, I mean, honestly, when you're talking to Joe McNally, um, <laughs> who I'm lucky enough to I've actually been seen him work on an actual real life shoot. Uh, I, I would say assisting him, but uh, we both I assisted would, him. Yeah, but my assistant was to <laughs> hold a, a piece of material and throw it in the fling a <laughs> fling a piece of material in the air. So. It, look like it was floating so um but it's inspiration because you know as much as i love taking pictures i'm never gonna be or reach joe's uh ability to see light in his head the way he does because it's just he's one of those people like i'm never gonna be able to ride a bike like it's just not gonna happen certain people (laughs) just built differently i used to swim i'm never gonna be anywhere close to michael phelps it's great to have that as a motivation but um there's other people I think who can pass on actual pieces of information about running a company or approaching a subject, or you can take parts of it and, and run with it. And um, I'm looking more towards that going in the future, you know, finding people who just have something that's, that's not just inspirational, but more like here's real useful knowledge <laughs> yeah now i feel like i'm you know like joe doesn't have useful knowledge which is completely untrue it's just yeah i well, can't believe you just said that about joe mcnally <laughs> alan hess of san diego <laughs> I, uh, um hey, just, right, just typing friend <laughs> just send an email to joe now <laughs> uh, uh, no but it, you're right it's i know i know that you know a lot of people in in your side of the industry that have had 
incredible success stories from you know what they were to what they're doing now and how they got there is is just as interesting and i think you know did you know someone who used to be a dancer that's now a photographer and oh yeah jennifer it's like, she's, yeah it's the way people went, transition met, okay speaking of joe i met her because she was modeling for joe and um then she uh i had her model for my nikon speedlight book and then i did a bunch of stuff because she's an aerialist and it was fascinating and from there she uh really wanted to take photographs she she's worked with me in comic-con for the last oh four or five years yeah and now she's photographing dance which is something she knows really well and is traveling around the country doing it and is it's um yeah so we'll we'll get her on the show because that little progress is just is unbelievable you know to go from oh i want to do this to standing on a stage doing it you know it's it's yeah and photography really is one of those it, again it's one of those businesses where from the outside people looking in think it's the easiest job and the easiest money you can make um and probably wedding photography gets the worst rap probably second to concert photography where well, wedding photography is really yeah. tough um, people who people who think you have a camera and photograph a wedding are are going to yeah 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 so now because you know cameras are more affordable they're they're much better um i I know like glim was doing a video about a sony camera that he's got that's got ai built into the chip so that the camera understands the difference between different animals and people and how to work out like how someone's standing it automatically knows it and then we've got this whole ai thing coming in oh yeah i mean ai (laughs) ai can produce a better photograph than i can take um and it'll be interesting to see how that will transpire over the years where you've got uh what did i see yesterday i'm not going to name them because uh they don't sponsor the podcast (laughs) but i keep seeing an advert for this piece of software and basically what it does it's it is ai and it monitors the way you edit in lightroom and it then starts to behave like it's learned behavior so then when you bring your photographs into lightroom it's studied all the edits you do and all the kinds of photography so like it knows the difference between concert photography versus landscape versus portrait and it learns how you edit and then when you like press the button it will go and edit your photos for you based on a collect a, co- co- a collective of all the edits you've ever done before and we'll just and we'll just edit your photos for you now that's useful because it's time saving if it's yeah, gonna do the way if, if, but i'm now I'll, very I'll send you, yeah I'll, I'll send you the i'll send you the link because i'm gonna investigate it and see who's behind yeah. it and, and where it's coming from because they might be a good guest to have on but um i know it begins with i um so if you want to go and go- google it go and have a look because oh. i can't act i can't actually remember the whole name it, it, it does begin with but i mean the ai stuff has become uh, i mean it's news stories there's lawsuits now there's you know uh, people are starting to figure out that this might not be the golden fleece that they were they thought it was going to be yeah. you know uh, that there's that there are issues with it but yeah we uh, again at max i sat in on a on a talk about ai and it was uh both eye-opening insanely frightening and um a little scary because afterwards i went up and we just kind of plugged in a couple of uh key phrases and uh, the next thing i know is that it produced a concert photo of a non-existent guitar player playing in a non-existent venue uh with red lighting and it was man if you were like doing an album for for something it would have it would have been just fine to put text over it and no one ever would have known and yeah and it was just it was um and even the i think i'm out of a job yet because i'm still (laughs) i'm still capturing news things that are that are happening you know uh in real life like actual events so that's still i don't think it's gonna put i don't think it's gonna put anyone out of a job yet unless you i think unless you let it i think it's one of those or my my opinion is from what i've seen of it so far it's very clever um i do think there's a weird copyright issue because if it's take is if it's taking 
other people's art to remake art there's going to come a point where like already there's people have said oh sometimes it get you get a freaky result because it's got a watermark in it well if right. it's taking images with watermarks there's a reason there's a watermark on it so the fact that we know that it is pulling actual imagery data from other people's images and then making a whole new thing because that's happening is there's a whole copyright issue anyway so who owns it is it the company that made it do you own it because it was your description because it was a very you know if you put um superman flying a glider over paris juggling puppies i mean no one else is going to come up with that and (laughs) it's going to come up with a very specific image would you put that on an album cover or book cover um so i think like anything that's new it's everyone gets excited about it and thinks oh this is brilliant i'd be able to do this now and and there is i think there is a guy that actually um because there's this other one called chat gpi or yeah you you can say there's a a non-visual one there's the the text one and he put in writes a 20 paragraph story about a dog who's looking a dog with a magic bone or something like that and this thing wrote a story in seconds Mm -hmm. yeah so he tutorials and books yeah and uh, he took it and he made a book he then went into the visual ai and gave it a series of commands that were lines of text from the story and the ai then produced the images for the children's storybook and he published it on amazon so he didn't write it and he didn't make the images for it but he created a children's book and he's selling it so it's like a really weird lots of people will start doing it um but I, I think there will the bubble will will burst quickly because all of a sudden there'll be a gotcha. What it'll be? Well, I, I, know I know there's a I know there's a couple of things brewing. I've been bookmarking stuff. I've I've um I haven't been paying as much attention to things going on as, as I normally would. It was the beginning of the year and um I was uh just dealing with all the other stuff that's been going on. I kind of yeah. took most of december well so uh november parts of november and december i i just basically took off i needed some yeah. of, uh i needed personal time so i i a lot of things went on the back burner which is why my january now looks like a crazy schedule um it's been uh, had uh, four clients yesterday two this morning i have a job tomorrow afternoon i'm actually going to be photographing the king tut exhibit that's um moving around the country so that should oh, be wow. fun this immersive king tut exhibit um i got the shot list today <laughs> it's always like people in awe of you know stuff but i'm looking forward to to doing that and um it's it's been a it's been kind of a crazy couple of months um and uh before we, we wrap up some things there were there's just a few things that were really interesting and i just one of them is i photographed this uh i don't know what to call it a comedy show a speech a talk um a guy named jonathan van ness who's uh probably most famous for being on the uh queer eye for the straight guy tv show that was on right. netflix the, the the second version he's been hair stylist to a lot of very famous people and um I got hired by his tour to photograph the San Diego show. And it was just one of the, I, I went in thinking this is going to be, you know, a meet and greet and a step, you know, just kind of a, that thing. And it ended up being one of the most enjoyable evenings I've spent at event in a long time. He was oh, wow. absolutely him and his, and his whole staff, everyone was just fantastic. And it was one of those, like you go in thinking, ah, I went in with not the greatest attitude. I had to really kind of psych myself up. And then, yeah. you know, after we had the first meeting on site for what was going to happen, it, it was really great. Everyone was fantastic. It was the most fun I've ever had at a meet and greet because he was so personable and everyone had a story and they were just, he was taking his time to everyone. It wasn't this rushed, you know, get the photo and get out kind yeah. of thing. And um, so that was, uh, that was, you know, one of the more enjoyable things going on and um i hope to be able to talk more about one of those things coming up later i can't talk about it no. yet because the 
deal hasn't been done, but it'll be on the business side and licensing images and things like that. So um, I'm looking forward to to more work like that. And like I just said, King Tut is to, well, will have already been done by the time this post, but yeah. Um, and then it's been uh, ice hockey's back and lacrosse is back and we've got concerts coming up. And You've had football uh, in the stadium, the soccer, soccer. Yeah, we did indoor, San Diego indoor soccer. San Diego soccer, we did some indoor indoor stuff um we have it's it's san diego's really it's interesting we have a new outdoor stadium snapdragon stadium that's that was built so the college football is playing there but we're starting to get concerts in that outdoor arena as well. there's a new smaller indoor place coming up that is is opening up so we're it's it's really it's thriving kind of, yeah it's thriving and concerts and sports is it's called the sound it'll be an interesting little venue i think it's a 1400 seat something like that uh a venue that's supposed to open next month um so it's busy it's been it's been good uh and, oh um, i've just realized something speaking of speaking of sports when we were at max you we had traveled up from san diego to yeah. the to la and the padres had been playing the Dodgers? No, yeah, something no. like that. <laughs> Baseball. Um, <laughs> they lost. Yeah, in 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 the um the World was Series, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a playoffs, so who, I believe. Oh, uh, so who I, won the World Series in the end? Don't know. Do you know? No. Nope. I right. don't. Answers on a postcard, please, people. <laughs> because it was funny because we traveled up from San Diego and there were people in our hotel trying to watch the game and the Padres had won the night before um and were beating them um quite succinctly and then I, th- I think they i think they beat them but yeah so we start having a conversation with people in la who we, we've just gone yeah we've just come from san diego <laughs> <laughs> the team that battered you two nights running so i don't actually know who won that but yeah uh, i know you've got i know you've got um a really nice baseball stadium because that's opposite the convention center yeah houston i think it was a houston astros ah uh, but no that was uh, fun one, i still two, need three. Yeah. I need to come and. Well, I saw the ice hockey while I was with you. Yep, that was we good. saw the first first night of goals hockey. Um, yeah, I met Mickey Strand. Yep, as well. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't believe you guys hadn't met in person. So we will we'll get Mickey on at some point. Yeah, uh, so that was good fun. Um, yeah. Trying to think this year, starting off. Yeah, I mean, say that the end of last year flew by after Max. Um, this year's just been. I think I'm going back out to Kelby one uh, soon, very soon. Um, I'm doing an event called the Print Design Summit in February um, that a guy called Dave Hopkins has put on. It's the first one, um, but it's all to help people who use Photoshop, Illustrator, InDesign in a print capacity, whether it's photography, packaging, branding. Um, it's a re- it's going to be a really cool event. It's free. Um, it's free to watch, a bit like Dave Cross's ones. It's free to watch while it's on, but then there's a couple of VIP packages that I will have a link for because it's. I'm only getting paid for this event through affiliate um, because Dave's trying to get it off the ground and get it running. Uh, that's how we're all doing it. So there'll be um, like a special print, uh, like print designers kit where people have put forward um different things so there's a, there's equipment there's pantone stuff there's books there's all sorts so there's a couple of prices for a basic vip kit and an advanced vip kit and then you can download all the lessons and resources separate as like a vip pass so that's middle of february um you'll put a link so you'll put a link i'll put a link yeah on all the social media channels once i get the affiliate link through but it's called the print design summit then i'm hoping to go out to kelby one to record my what will be my 10th class um which is a nice nice round figure yeah uh that could could and should be around march time and then in june um, they've just dropped the agenda and the news. I'm going to be teaching at uh, Creative Pro in Phoenix, Arizona. Nice. So um, that that'll be fun because it's the first time I would have done that event in person. Um, and then in between that, there's some stuff going on in the background with some uh, a company that I'm working with, uh, which I can't say too much at the moment. But we have talked about them previously. But yeah, there's been a lot of um, 
extra work going on with them, which has been really nice. Uh, also, related to that, I just want to give also another shout out to our friend Ian Sayers. Um, I don't suppose he'll listen to this, but he should do because he's in hospital doing nothing else. Um, Ian, yeah. uh, I've I've known for years, but Ian uh, had a triple heart attack uh, two and a half weeks ago. Um, he didn't really realise it had happened. He had he had the first one, and then he had two smaller ones. But even the first one, he didn't even know was a heart attack. Um, but he's in hospital. He's in fine spirits. He's been, we, you know, we've been chatting all week. He has his heart double bypass operation on the first of February. Yep. Um, so we are. He's going to be on the show once he's recovered, because um, we're going to talk about a few things with him. Um, uh, and Ian's working for a company called Sense Labs, who make amazing tablets. And there's some really cool stuff coming with them over the next few weeks. So watch out for that. But um, yeah, best and best wishes to Ian. Um, speedy recovery. And um, yeah, he's he's coming out. He says Ian version two. Well, if anybody knows Ian, <laughs> version one, version one feels like <laughs> feels like an upgrade. So version two, watch out, watch out. Yeah. He's um, but no, he's a lovely guy. Absolute heart of gold. One of one of the loveliest friends I've I've known for a while. Um, so yeah, hope hopefully he recovers, but um, yeah, it slows him slows him down just a tad. Yeah, exactly. Like Energizer bunny rabbit running around places. Oh, I, I, Ian doesn't Ian doesn't know slow down. No. Slow slow down to him is still faster than any any of us. Right, go no, I, saw him Max, busy. Like, I saw him at Mac like three hundred times. I was like, every time I turned around, he was some. I was like, that guy never stopped. Was, yeah. He has. He's got, the, he's got the energy of a of a Duracell factory. Yeah. But um. Yeah. So yeah. Best wishes to Ian. But uh. Yeah. It's it looks like it's going to be a a busy issue. Still waiting yeah. on um a couple of other events. I'm hoping that Photoshop World uh will come back in person this year. Um. It's one of the events that's kind of sat back and um, ridden the hype the online side, but. It's one of those events, you know, just where we met. It's it's always a a different group of people to meet. But I'll be interested to see if if Photoshop World comes back this year because that'd be nice to see. And also, I want to give a mention to Kaylee Greer and Sam because they're running their first event in Vegas in September called Shutterhound, oh, and it's all so awesome. about dog photography. Um, I oh my god, I wish I was teaching at this thing because. The I energy. wish I was going this thing. Yeah, the um, the energy for this event. I, I did say to Kay, to Kaylee and Sam, um, not for this year because I think they've kind of put their thing together. But you know, I suggested, look, you've got people going to take photographs of, of animals and dogs and cats. Um, but I think it'd be quite good to have a class where you can show them what they can do with their stuff, like how to do design layout social media posts all these yeah. little things that you know, take all these wonderful pictures don't know what to do with them because i was just looking to basically be there because i know this thing if it, if this thing's got the energy that kaylee greer's got and kaylee greer's got more energy than ian sayers this is going to be this is going to be one of the best events of 2023 it's going to be so much fun and uh, honestly i wish sam kaylee and sam all the best on this because when they were over at the photography show at uh, the end of last year, um, we got Kaylee to be on the super stage. Uh, and I remember sitting with Sam sort of chatting about it and they were running the idea thinking, you know, would would they be able to do it? How would they do it? Were they sure of what it's going to be called and everything? So I'm so like so excited for them because it's it really is going to be a, a blast of, color and dog photography and energy so oh yeah if yeah. you're into if you're in a dog i would say pet photography but not really she's a yeah. dog photographer if you're in a dog photography this is something you should do i mean it's not even a it's it's a no-brainer and and yeah. i've <laughs> written pet photography books and I, yeah I pet photography books and i know pet photographers and if this was going to be something that you were going to do or you want to do or even you know you think about starting a business or anything to do with dog photography this is this is something you should seriously look into or yeah. at least look at a book which is again yeah we talked about it on the show a couple of 
was gonna say a couple episodes ago, but it's now like a year ago because I mean, it came I out know. at the end of last year. Yeah, it's been, or <laughs> end of 2022, 2021. Oh yeah. So, oh my um, god! All I, right, I might actually get uh Kay- Kaylee and Sam on another again to yeah, talk about should. it a bit closer to the time because yeah. I think as it builds up and they've got the speaker schedule settled in and they they've got better idea of the plans but uh, yeah we'll definitely have them on talking about it so yeah there's lots of cool things coming up in 2023 we've got some great episodes that we're planning to make great anyway um coming out we're gonna we're gonna aim for uh, at least one a month so we get 12 out this year but i would say i'd love to get out between 12 and 20 this year so if you're gonna stick with us and have a listen there will be some content for you and we promise not to talk about tax at the beginning of every single episode well <laughs> all right <laughs> for the end so you can you know we'll be like now is going to be the tax talk and everyone can just uh yeah turn it off but next next yeah. episode we're going to talk about the benefits of microsoft word <laughs> <laughs> and and excel microsoft excel tips and tricks um but no thanks for thanks for joining us uh for this episode i uh, hope everyone's well and had a good start to the new year and if there's anything you want us to talk about find us on social media it's everything's he shoots he draws um if you've got a burning question or a personal question or just anything just give us a shout and uh we'll do our best to get back to you so yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say good night and go and have a cup of tea. Yeah, me too. No, I'm not gonna have a cup of tea. <laughs> I'm gonna have lunch. Um all right. Yeah. Until next time. Yeah, until next time. See you soon. Bye bye.